today's Leading Women episode 189. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Julie Austin. Julie Austin is an award-winning author, inventor, and innovation speaker. Her patented product, Swiggy's Wrist Water Bottles, have been an Aztec product of the year semifinalist and are currently sold in 24 countries. The product has been featured on the Today Show, The Queen Lativa Show, SGTV, Lifetime, and numerous magazines and TV shows around the world. So women of the world, Miss Julie Austin, welcome to the show. Thank you. We are delighted to have you on the show, Julie, and I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the SWAT equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Uh, well, first of all, I run four businesses, wow. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you about the first one. Actually, uh, what I did was the hardest thing you could possibly do as a business owner. And I don't know if I would recommend doing it this way, but I didn't know any better. And that's with I started with an invention, a new invention. And it was something that had never been done before. And I ended up turning it into a business. And that's Swiggy's. They're wrist water bottles for adults, for kids. I also sell I've sold over half a million just in the corporate promotional market, which is a market that I never even thought about. Um, but uh, that's all with no advertising, too. Wow, what a love, lovely story that you've, you've shared. And I love what I'm hearing about your business and, you know, how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were, were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Well, actually, I never set out to start a business. Um, I invented the product and what I wanted to do was just to license it and take a small percentage and, you know, retire on a beach somewhere. <laughs> but that's what all inventors have in mind, but that did not happen that way. And the company I was working with to do the licensing deal ended up going bankrupt literally about three days before we signed the contract. And, um, I guess it's better that it happened then, but I was sort of left with now what do I do? And, you know, I just decided to learn how to manufacture the product and do it myself. 
run the business myself. What? Love that you've shared. You know what? I mean, in this era, this era, you have this innovation, and when you have invented a product, and it must be really um, devastating to hear afterwards that oh, the licenses did not push through, and then okay, went bankrupt, and then you have to start all over again. What well, must be a you know, devastating uh, moment, or but at the same time, the the thing is that you took you, you didn't take it as a as a, a you know kind of like a, it was a challenge it was like a challenge, but then you took upon it that you will go push you will go forward with it, and you know what that's a takeaway here for our listeners because sometimes our idea or sometimes our we're putting out there it's not going to be it's not going to go through uh, as planned sometimes but we have to be flexible in dealing with that and then not to to quit on it just to move move forward and move and push through with it despite whatever the that, that happens in that moment for example like what uh what julie just shared with us so thank you exactly. for sharing that one because i'm sure um for our listeners other who are who are who have the same experience that would be a great lesson for each of one of us so thanks for sharing that now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Um, you know, I, I really didn't know a lot about running a business or inventing a product or manufacturing or distribution. I was really, like I said, forced into it almost. And um, I gave up more than once. <laughs> so I would never tell anyone that everything is smooth sailing and I just started a business and we it was successful. And that almost never happens to entrepreneurs. But and then I did quit a few times. I just, it was too hard. And I just said, I'm going to stop. And then one day I went to Utah and I was watching some rock climbers, people I didn't know, that were wearing my product. And I said, wow, that's cool to be walking down the street or out in the middle of the desert. And you suddenly see someone who has something that you invented. This is your business, your baby. And someone is out there using it and making, you know, it's making their life easier. So I think the, uh, the vision was to, to get it out there to as many people who would need my product as, as possible. And I'm not going to say that a, a water bottle changes the world. Um, but in, in, in a tiny little way, maybe it can, um, I've gotten into the school systems of, in Argentina and South Africa, so they're help, they're buying them for the school children to keep them from from being dehydrated. So it it you know the vision gets bigger as you go along. Right, and it must have been a good feeling. I mean, seeing other people uh, wearing those or using the products that you are putting out there, I can see that. And I'm sure for our listeners out there, you know, when you see that what you're putting out there is, you know, making a difference to other people's lives or make, making someone else's lives easier or better with, with what it is that you're putting out there, I'm sure that was a, such a good feeling. And uh, I love that, you know, that you said about getting as many out there to as many people and to make their lives better. better. And I 
I can see how how beneficial and how useful it, it, your product is having this wrist water bottles that is so convenient to bring with you, especially for going for out for uh, outdoor activities, for example, or even for our for the, the students uh, going to school, for example. Because we're really if we can have this. Uh, product that makes our makes it easier for us to carry water because we really have to keep ourselves hydrated that was really useful so i love that you have this out there for our for not only for our locally but now internationally all right yeah and now you said about uh, it's international to to argentina as well and wow i can see well i can see all of this uh the product out there i I can't wait to see them all in, in all household as a household name it's not really um, a household name in the U.S. yet. Um, I, it's easier for me to sell, believe it or not, to South Africa than to sell in the United States, which is weird. But, you know, I've learned a lot doing international business. And, and this is, um, I guess, a good thing for any business owner out there who does have a product. Uh, what I can tell you is that it is a very big world out there. And with the internet, you can sell anywhere. You know, I wake up in the morning and I can have um, orders from, you know, countries I never even heard of. And it's, um, so there's so many opportunities. And that's the beauty of the technology we are in uh, right now. And if we can leverage that one, we can tap into the power of the internet and reaching people all over the world. That is huge. All right. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners, what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I guess one of them is really the most important, and that's that I just simply will not ever give up. (laughs) I don't know if that's stupid or, you know, sometimes it kind of gets in the way, but, um, it, it, you know, being an entrepreneur is not always easy, and sometimes it can be lonely, and, you know, um, you just have to keep going. You just, no, no matter what comes your way, you just keep going. So I think um, t- having tenacity is one. Uh, let's see, two others. Hmm. Maybe um, being creative is definitely uh, a trait that you need as an entrepreneur, unless you're, you know, you just uh, end up with millions of dollars in venture capital right off the bat, which usually doesn't happen. You usually have to at least get a business started before anyone's going to give you money. So being creative as far as cash flow and that kind of thing is is very important. Um, another one, I guess, would be flexibility. You have to be willing to be flexible because, uh, you know, my business did not become what it started out as you know I had no idea it just it'll it'll evolve as you as you go along and you know you find out there are markets for your product or service that you never even thought of and be flexible and open to that kind of thing 
So that's tenacity, creativity, and flexibility. Huge yep. personal traits that you just shared. And the good thing is that we can all cultivate and adopt these uh, traits that uh, Julie just shared with us. So those are tenacity, you know, the ability not to quit when faced with certain situations, for example, or just not giving up. And the second one is creativity and flexibility. Huge takeaways. Here. So thank you for sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur you know as entrepreneurs we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you so what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today well um the biggest challenge has always been cash flow and the way I address that, well, actually, I, I didn't I, um, really address it in the, right, in the right way. I, you know, when I first got into business, I had some initial success and just uh, blind luck. You know, I was just uh, out there not knowing any better. And I ended up doing quite well in the very beginning. And I took that money instead of using it creatively I did things like spending $10,000 on a trade show, and I would do that several times a year. And the reason, what I would say if I had it to do over again, is to be much, much more creative with what I do instead of just spending. I would never spend advertising for a business right off the bat, ever. I, I would just do all of the creative ways to get the word out there. And that's, you know, there are tons of ways to do that with social media and, you know, um, PR and, you know, doing podcasts like I'm doing now um, to get the word out and before you start doing advertising. That can come later, you know, after you've already figured out where your market is and where your best use of dollars are going to be. Wow, I can totally um, resonate with the, the challenges that you've shared. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can as well, because this is one area that we are most likely have challenges with. I mean, the cash flow and especially when you're starting out. So for our listeners out there who are thinking of going into business or who are in business already and have these challenges, know that we have there are creative ways to deal with this. Uh, for example, what Julia shared with us on in terms of our spending on our advertising so we explore those free uh, ways to advertise your product or your services out there i mean leverage the power of social media the power of the internet you know there are ways that uh, you can do this without overspending your your budget especially in the beginning so great lesson and takeaways in what you've shared so thank you for sharing that now, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the of your health, your family, your relationship, and your business? Um, I hate to say this, but I don't have a work-life balance. I am very unbalanced. But 
Um, a couple of things that I do is that instead of, because I don't have the time to do, you know, traveling for fun like I used to. So what I'll do is that I'll book speaking gigs because I, I work as a speaker. I'll, I'll book speaking gigs in places that I would like to vacation anyway. So it kind of, it's work, but it kind of becomes a little bit of a vacation for me too. And um, I guess, you know, I, I do, <laughs> I do shut it off at about 10 o'clock at night. And I say, you know, every night I'm going to rent a movie. I'm going to watch a show that I like. Um, I don't have a family, so I don't have to worry about that part. I can't even imagine an entrepreneur having kids and, you know, that I don't know how I would balance. Um, I have dogs uh, and they work with me in the office. So <laughs> that's a good thing. But um, also, I think. You know, I really, really like what I do. So that kind of doesn't really seem like, sometimes it doesn't seem like work to me. Well, totally agree with you with that one, because uh, sometimes I tell myself, okay, work-life balance is a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so passionate with what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But I love that you shared about, you know, there are little ways or some uh, this way, little things that we can do to achieve this. And we don't have, you know, we have to work around our current situation, for example, and we don't have to make this work-life balance complicated, you know, for example, uh, like what Julia shared, incorporate those the work activities with fun. So for example, uh, like what she shared about booking your engagements in, 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 your, in a place that you want to visit. And so that you're combining that work and fun and then do something else different outside of your work. So for example, when you're done at 10 o'clock, like what Julia said, run a movie and find, do you, uh, find your downtime to kind of, okay, switch from work mode to your personal time or to your social time, because that's really important as well to find that downtime for ourselves. And also, um, for me, what works for me is to really schedule everything, because otherwise I, I can work in like 24 hours, like nonstop. Um, but then I have to, I really have to be consistent, uh, to be mindful that I also have life beyond my work. So it's really important for our listeners out there to to find what, what works for you. So, uh, and uh, find those little things that you can do, uh, not only just for your business, but also to spend time with those that are important to you. I think that's the bottom line in here. Make time for those that are important to you and to you and with your priorities. So love that you shared your perspective on that because I believe this is one of the many challenges that we share um, and experience as entrepreneurs. All right, now let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, success to me just means freedom. So um, it isn't really about making a certain amount of money. It's do I have the freedom to do what I want to do and get paid for it? 
So that's that's basically what I think it means to me. Wow, I love your perspective on success. And what, when you said about success is about the freedom to do what you want to do and get paid doing it. I think what that's the essence of success. Uh, and I truly believe what you said about that one because we are in business to achieve a certain freedom, whether that be on time, whether that be financial freedom, and things that can that afford us that. And, you know, I believe that money is one of the vehicles to achieve that. But at the end of the day, what really you know makes us happy is knowing that what we're putting out there is making a difference to other people's lives so love your take on success and your perspective on that so thanks for sharing now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so julie take it back to the past Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, I think... um one of the things would be to not listen when someone tells you you can't do it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's good to get advice and feedback. Absolutely get that. But, you know, there were a couple of people who said, oh, that'll never work. You just go get a real job. And, you know, um, you just have to have blinders on. You can't, if you believe if you have the passion for your business and you believe it's going to work then don't listen to that and just go ahead and and do it um you know if you fail you fail on your own terms and you're going to fail a lot Uh, i would say that's maybe my second thing is to learn how to fail without um without spending a lot of money on it. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, investing a lot of money in your business and losing it. I just mean, just making, going out and taking big risks and, and learn and failing is that's how you learn the success. I think, uh, let's see, what is another one? I would say, um, wow. Um, really, you know, learn how to roll with the punches. Um, cause, and, 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 and learn that there are other markets for your product or service that are out there and try to keep uncovering them. That, that's been the beauty of what I've done because I never in a million years thought I'd be selling my wrist water bottle at Mardi Gras or Carnival to people who put alcohol in them. People do pub crawls with them. So it's just a market I didn't even think about. But once you get out there and start doing it, and and your customers will tell you. That's the thing. Listen to your customers because they're the ones who are buying your product or service. And they'll tell you what they want. 
Well, great takeaways with those that you've shared. So let me just summarize that one for our listeners. So the first one is to not listen to the naysayers, you know, uh, those people that say they don't believe in what you're doing, what you're you're putting out there. Don't believe, you know, don't be um, discouraged or disappointed by them and just, just focus on, put blinders on. If you believe in what you're doing and what you're putting out there, go forward with it and and don't uh, uh, listen to those naysayers out there that will just disappoint you. And then the second one is to learn how to fail without spending a lot of money. And yes, and learn to fail fast. That's what they said, but uh, learn from it. Right, right. (laughs) And then the third one is to listen to your customers. I mean, learn how to roll with the punches, what, what Julie just shared, and to learn other markets. And you are absolutely right with that because sometimes, you know, our products, you know, we, the list of things you know, we can think of that people are using our products, and we don't, we don't think about that. But if we listen to our customers, what they want and what they, their needs are, that's, that gives us idea on what, how to best serve them and how to best create a product that is suited for them. So it's really important to listen to your customers love those tips that you've just shared so i'm definitely going to have this one on our show list for our listeners to learn from now uh, julie what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with well um I'm going to sound really old school and uh <laughs> i don't use apps i don't um i'm not very tech savvy at all. But, and in fact, if you saw my office, <laughs> you would see why. I mostly have, instead of having pictures on the walls, I have mind maps. I have regular maps. Um, you know, wherever in the world I'm selling my product, I put little pins in the map and it kind of, I look at it and encourages me to go sell in another country. So that is, none of that is high tech. Um, I use the phone, my, the, uh, you know, I hate to say that's the a radical way of changing my business, but it really is picking up the phone and making cold calls. Most people hate it, but that is really when I want to jumpstart my business, that's what I'll do. And it works. It really does work. I'm, I know that's not the answer you wanted about the, uh, the app or the tool, but, um, you know, well, mine, yeah, mind maps, and uh, it's a great resource. And picking up the phone, that is the, I mean, this is a proven way to connect with people, to get your product out there, you get your services out there, is to really pick up the phone and talk to people. I mean, I, I believe that, especially nowadays with technology, sometimes we, neglect this area that people still want to hear the, 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 a real person, a real people talking over the phone. So yes, absolutely. That's a great resource for our business in building our business at the same time, connecting with people. So of course, we cannot neglect that area. So thanks for, for sharing that and for reminding us that how important that one is to really pick up the phone and connect with people and spread your message out there by connecting with people through the phone. So a great resource. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? This is a a very old book, um, but it has great information in it. And it's called How to Sell Anything to Anyone by Joe Girard. And 
It's just because every entrepreneur, this is the one thing you have to be a salesperson. And that, that was one of the, the, the tips I was going to say as far as advice is that learn, learn how to be a salesperson because nobody else is going to do it for you. And especially in the beginning, you have to know how to sell your business. And this is just a great book. I think, I don't remember exactly what it says in the book. I don't know if he was a car salesman or something, but, you know, whatever it was, he was selling something difficult. And um, no matter what you're selling, selling today is harder than it's ever, ever been. Um and so you have to learn a few basics that have been around forever that still work. And I, I love innovation. I, I speak on the topic of innovation. I train people in innovation. But there are some things that have worked throughout history that you can take advantage of. And uh, selling is, is something simple that everyone should know. And a skill that every entrepreneur should have. So love that you shared that book, How to Sell Anything to Anyone by Joe Girard. I'm sure we can all learn from this uh, resource that uh, Julie just shared with us. And it's one of the skills that we have to have um, is learning how to sell um, for our products or for our services that we are putting out there. So the book is How to Sell Anything to Anyone by Joe Girard. Thanks for sharing that. Now, Julie, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Um, you know, the person who is the, is the invisible man, was that a... A superhero? The Invisible Man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd be the Invisible Woman. You want to be the Invisible because Woman. Because then I could be anywhere looking over anyone's shoulder. Uh, I could be on stage with Tony Robbins, you know, listening to right up there with him and no one would know. Uh, so I think that would be what I would uh, say just so that I, you know, they say a fly, being a fly on the wall, that's kind of, I'd be the invisible woman so <laughs> that I could be the fly on the wall and I could get more information, the real information that people won't tell you to your face. Yeah, so Julie, the invisible woman. <laughs> Love that. Now, last but not the least, Julie, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and then we'll end from there. Uh, the biggest benefit, um, well, I mean, the, the product is a wrist water bottle. It depends on who you are. If you're the customer who's buying it, you know, it's hydration on your wrist. You can, um, for the summer, you, you know, you wear them, you freeze them, and they keep you from overheating. Uh, even better, if you're a corporation, if you're a business, getting your logo on the product will uh, because it's so unique, I promise you if a corporation or a company puts their logo on them and gives them away, promotional products are the best return on investment you can have because people will keep them. And uh, you can get them at, like I said, I don't sell 
really that much in the U.S. yet. Most of it is international, but you can get them online, and that is at swiggies.com. That's S-W-I-G-G-I-E-S.com. So that's swiggies.com, S-W-I-G-G-I-E-S.com. And you can order this online. And even if you are in other countries, international, um, you can order this by going to swiggies.com. I highly recommend that you visit that site and order those wrist water bottles uh, for your hydration, for your water. So that's swiggies.com, S-W-I-G-G-I-E-S.com. And by the way, for our listeners out there, all of this resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Julie Austin or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. So for our listeners out there, if you are not able to get those links, I'm going to have them on the show notes. But again, that link is swigis.com. Also, there's um, I have a, a blog called Create for Cash, and that is all kinds of information on mostly it's about bootstrapping entrepreneurs is how to be more creative with your marketing and bootstrapping. And that's create for cash dot com. Oh, absolutely. I love that that you've mentioned that. So that's create for cash dot com for bootstrapping for entrepreneurs and resource that one that you can go to uh, check their website and get those resources and tips that uh, Julie is sharing. So that's create for cash dot com. Julie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you very much. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg